Monday. Hello. Hello, I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, and we are talking this week about legacy games. With us, we have once again David. Hello, David. Hello, nice to be back. David has played many, many more legacy games than Jonathan and I have, and we're very excited. Yeah. To Which have means his... I've played two instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the definition of a legacy game might actually wind up being a little trickier than this. That. Is so we're, we're going we're to talk about that. So for those of you in our audience who have no idea what a legacy game is, time for a little trip back through history. So once upon a time, there was a gentleman named Rob Davio who had a weird idea of a board game that gradually changed over time. He used to play Clue, and he noticed that Colonel Mustard seemed to be the killer, like, statistically way more often than he should, way more than one time in six. And he sort of had this sense that his set, his copy of Clue, was weird and special because Colonel Mustard was more murderous than the others. And he thought, wouldn't it be cool if everybody's version of Clue had something about it that was special, that was unique, that carried over from one game to the next? And so he came up with some ideas, and he was working for Hasbro at the time, lucky him. And Hasbro, as you may know, has titled to some of the most popular board games out there, including a little game called Risk. And so Risk Legacy was born, a copy of Risk where the board, the cards, the pieces, everything about it changes from one play to the next permanently. Have you guys played Risk Legacy? No. I've not. I know a lot about it. I've had most of the major plot points spoiled for me simply because I know I'm probably not going to play it. Did you find out what happens the first time you play Risk Legacy? No. So here's the first thing that they do. Uh, each player gets their own little faction, and you've got bear cavalry and you know they're just sort of weird army type things with their little pieces, and it's nice because unlike the generic units from the regular risk game, each player has their own colored plastic set of pieces that looks different from the others. Mm-hmm. And each player also gets a little uh, cardstock board put in front of them with a portrait of their faction and the name of their faction, and they also get a little sheet with two stickers on it. Right. And each of those stickers has a unique special ability that can be used for their faction. So the bear cavalry chooses between this one and that one. The uh, the, the giant robots choose between this one and that one. Each of the, of the players sitting around the table will choose one of these two powers, peel it off that sheet, and stick it to their little faction portrait. And now permanently, anytime anybody plays that color, that's a cool special ability that they have. That's awesome. I didn't realize it changed that quickly. And then you take the other sticker and you tear it in half... And you throw it in the garbage. That's in the rules. And this, all by itself, set off such a sensation. I mean, because people who play board games, they have a tendency to be very passionate, you might have noticed. Yes. Really? And they, no, no, no. they really like to take care of their pieces and so on. You know, they want to, they want to preserve the, uh, the integrity of this thing. Yes, sleeves and shellacking. And- Absolutely. And, uh, and no drinks on the table, all this stuff. So... Before you play your first game of Risk Legacy, you must physically destroy some of the components. That's part of the setup. I can't imagine what the reaction to that would have been before Legacy was a known quantity. It's, it was so audacious yeah, that they would do totally. this. And, they, and that was to set up an expectation right. among the players that this is not going to be the same. Things are going to change. They're going to change permanently and there's nothing you can do yeah, about and it. And they're going to change in ways that you may not like, mm-hmm. you know? And it's interestingly benign, actually, that decision right there because the actual destruction, 
You've already committed before you destroy a piece to using the other thing anyway, so it's not actually a piece you're ever going to use in that game. But it's interesting that that you know you still have that physical tearing up of it. There's more too. The uh, the box itself isn't shrink wrapped mm-hmm. in the stores. Instead, they have this uh, this this seal that you have to cut open mm-hmm. to get through it. It says on the seal, what is done cannot be undone. Yeah. So dramatic. It's and, really cool, actually. Yeah. And on the back of the board, the players who are playing this game, they have to, before you start, everybody has to sign yeah. the back of the board and say, we agree that the things that happen in this game are our doing. It's yeah. That one I knew, and I love the idea that you literally <laughs> sign a contract on your game. That you take responsibility <laughs> for what happens here. And... Even more so. I mean, have you guys seen the, uh, the, the 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 stuff that's in there, the boxes? I've seen a fair amount of it, yeah. Yeah, like little, I've glanced at it. I haven't paid too, 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 too much attention to avoid spoilers in case I do decide to play it one day. But I saw it the idea. Idea. So mm-hmm. I, I saw one of the boxes had been opened, so, but I, like I saw the layout. And uh, so there are envelopes and there are little miniature boxes in there. So mm-hmm. you open the Risk Legacy box and you've got the pieces you need to play the game. You've got the board, the dice, the cards, all that stuff. Uh, there are also these compartments, which are sealed at first. And each of them has a label on it. The first time X happens, open this compartment. Yeah. There are envelopes taped to the top of the uh, box, that taped to the inside of the lid. Whenever X happens, open this. When X happens, opens this. You know, the first time somebody rolls triple sixes, open this. The first time a player gets eliminated from the game, oh, open this. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, didn't know that, I hadn't seen, I think the triple sixes one must have been rolled when I saw it. That's a really cool condition. And uh, there's also, if you lift up the, car, the, uh, the, the, um, the plastic insert inside the box, underneath the insert... In the bottom box, there's an envelope that says "Never Open." So dramatic! I love it. Like it's it's so so dramatic. And that, but I think that I, I almost feel like it, that's the only reason it got away with it. I feel it if, it, if it had if it had pulled its punches, I can see the board game community making it fizzle and die mm. in a way that it hasn't. Because I think the fact that it is this really it it you it's you play like this game theatrical. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and and stuff like that, like when you go so, so like big and dramatic and theatrical, you can get away with so much more. Right. And the if you're taking yourself you so seriously. And yeah. invites the players to be theatrical and over the top mm-hmm. as well. Like I've heard tell of playgroups who, upon seeing the never open envelope, in fact did not open it. And at the, and at the conclusion of their campaign, because you play this game a total of 15 times, and each time you play it something changes. Once you get to the end of your 15th game, your copy of Risk Legacy is now completely unique in all the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it has now taken on its final form. You can keep playing it, but it no longer changes. You could frame it. You absolutely could, and some and people have. Thing is, though, that uh, her tell of one group that upon getting to the end of their fifteenth game, they took the never open envelope, they burned it. Oh, that's kind of fun. Others, you know, upon seeing it, it's, oh, we got to open it, open it right now. <laughs> so. That's int- well, and this this brings up one of these things, and I think that Risk Legacy encourages this far more than Pandemic Legacy, which we'll come on to talk about, which Jonathan, you and I have played. I think mm-hmm. Emily, you haven't, right? Nope. Um, but Risk Legacy is in the changes are entirely player driven, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of these. And it comes back to the the board may not change in mm-hmm. ways that you like. Is I think a lot of these changes are triggered by a player doing a certain thing, and that player gets to do so. That you know, if is it when you dominate a continent for the first time, you get to name that. Continent? I think at the yeah. end of the first game, so whoever won gets to name it, right? And uh, each of the other players gets to name a city, right? And but it's you, something and you like take that. stickers and you stick these cities to the board in regions that you think are cool or whatever and then you get to name a city there and from now on for the rest of the campaign 
that particular region, you know, whether it's Western Europe or Madagascar or what have you, yeah. is now more awesome than the others because you gave it a name and because it's now juiced up. But the big thing with this is that what it what it encourages is players actively going to open something, like really actively trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's one, I think, where if a player gets a certain domination level and that I've heard of groups literally seceding a game to that player to allow them yeah. to hit that point. Uh, Pandemic Legacy has that with one thing where if you lose five games in a row, you open a box and it's the otherwise it's the do not open box. Nice. So when I played my solitaire campaign, I lost four games in a row and I sat there with that decision of do I throw the next game to find out what's in that box? <laughs> Uh, now, I'm, I chose not to, and I'm now playing a multiplayer campaign, so I'm glad I didn't, because mm. I may open it through the course of this naturally, because you'd lose Pandemic quite a lot. But Risk, pretty much everything is like that. Now, rolling three sixes is just going to happen when it happens, but... Um, Bet you you're going to remember if you're the one who did it, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's one of the cool things, and we'll come back to talk about this, I think, in maybe next uh, next episode, but the, the idea of some of the things that, that the legacy encourages in gaming and remembering is one of them, I think, remembering games more uniquely. But I know that there are points in Risk where it's like, okay, we're going to make a concerted effort now to go for this. And that's, I think, is a point of contention because you're suddenly changing the playstyle of the game. Mm-hmm. You have someone at the table who is not playing Risk to win. They're playing Risk to achieve this particular goal. Yeah, to unlock and I think, more stuff. Yeah, and some people love that concept. And I know Seafall, uh, which is another legacy game we'll mention at some point, has the same thing of game groups can charge at particular goals not necessarily playing entirely the way that it's it would be if it were not a legacy game mm-hmm. but i i think that's you know for me that's interesting i think that's that's cool that you have those options yeah i find it very interesting and that really sort of goes with i, I always found that legacy games had a little bit of a sort of like video game quality to them like one of those very like narrative driven video games and stuff like that really I find brings out those similarities for me like it really makes it seem you know like you are ignoring this thing that you know you're supposed to do to do the side quest even though they'll kill you because you saved like really recently so you can just do it over and over and over again and you can really explore the entire world it's almost like exploring the world of the game (laughs) in a way that you don't really get to do in a lot of different games. Yeah, it invites different play styles Mm -hmm. and invites you to make of the game what you want, regardless of whether or not that's what would seem to be the original intent. So that's probably enough about Risk Legacy, uh, which, you know, earned the whole day of itself, in and of itself, because it was the original Legacy game uh, beyond that cursed Mr. Mr. Mustard. Colonel Mustard copy of Clue. <laughs> Did he just have two Colonel Mustard cards in his deck? I, I have to wonder. I, I don't think so. Huh. Well, there you go. But uh, Wednesday, so two days from now, we're going to be talking about Pandemic Legacy 1 and also 2 because it just came out. 2 did. It's an and exciting time. A yeah. New, a new Pandemic Legacy is an exciting time. That was where, was where Legacy Games got really big. So uh, join us then. Find out more. Goodbye. See you, See you Wednesday. Mm-hmm.